This is Suzanne York from Humans Optimized. We believe that advances in technology, coupled with elevated human skills, create immense opportunity in the future of work. Now, with the upheaval of COVID-19, our future has quickly become today's reality. Through the uncertainty, fear, and concern of the pandemic, we find stories of human resilience, innovation, and hope. Join us as we share our experiences, discuss what may be ahead, and explore together how we can come back stronger than we were before. With the ripple effects of COVID-19, bringing the unemployment numbers upwards of 22 million, it would be easy to feel discouraged or concerned about our future careers. I'm looking forward to a discussion today with Lauren Solano about what she sees as the opportunity and areas of optimism in the job market. Lauren, thank you so much for talking with me today. Oh, thank you, Susie. I'm excited to be able to to hopefully give people hope that there are things out there and there will be opportunities for career growth. Well, personally, I am very excited to be talking with you. Uh, You and I went to college in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, at Gettysburg College, more years ago than I'd like to admit, um, but the pandemic has actually brought us back in touch. So I am very grateful for that. Me too, Susie. (laughs) Well, your career um, has spanned the last 20 years, starting from when we graduated college and beyond. Could you tell us a little bit about where you've been and what you're working on now? Sure. So for the first 10 years after college, I worked mostly in more of a drug discovery development focused area where I was helping companies try to develop novel therapeutics for a range of different disease areas. For the last 10 years, I started a company called Propel Careers, which focuses on recruiting in the life sciences space and also career development. So I spend a large part of my time talking with people to help them become more confident in their careers and also to be able to help them realize a myriad of opportunities that could exist for them. And so for, you know, those reasons, I'm excited to talk with you today because the life sciences space is actually one of the growth areas in this new time. And so hopefully I'll be able to shed some light on that to give people some optimism that are listening to the podcast. Well, that's great to hear that there are growth areas. And we know this. We know that times that are challenging bring with it new innovations and and opportunities. And so for for some of the folks who might be thinking, what's happening in life sciences? How would you describe what you're seeing or some of the trends that you anticipate? Well, so there's certainly been a number of press releases about companies and nonprofits and academic institutions really trying to partner together to either develop therapeutics for COVID, to develop diagnostics, to be able to get a sense of who may have had this, and also to be able to evaluate and perform clinical trials, whether it's for a vaccine or for existing therapeutics that might be helpful in treating people with COVID. And so there's a lot of activity right now and a lot of money being poured in to this sector to be able to try to address these issues. And so when I hear life sciences, I think, oh, that probably doesn't apply to me because I don't have that background. Is it is that the case? Do you have to come from life sciences to be able to play a role in some of these opportunities? So this is a great question. And you know, for me, I feel like the life sciences space is transferable to many different backgrounds, functional areas, expertises. And so when I think about 
the organizations that are working on developing therapeutics or diagnostics, it's not just for bench research biology backgrounds. People that are involved in supply chain, people that are involved in finance, human resources, operations, certainly are needed within these organizations as they grow. I mean, in addition, people that have clinical backgrounds, nursing backgrounds, communications backgrounds, even people that have different uh, language or translation skills, there could be an opportunity for you in this space to be able to help make sure that we're communicating effectively to different languages, different cultures. So I certainly see a lot of growth opportunity in life sciences for people that are not just pure play bench scientists. Oh, that's fascinating. So you talked a minute ago about part of your role in the recruiting space is to give people confidence. Um, I can imagine that's confidence to go after jobs they might not think they're qualified for, or to give them a, a view into the possibilities for where their skills could be applicable. When it comes to helping people understand the skills that they do have, what recommendations do you have about how they might use this time to get clear? You know, what confidence builders do you give to the people that you work with? Yeah, great question, Susie. So, you know, I think there's a few things. You know, one is I often find that people sometimes can be narrowly focused in terms of their skill sets because they think sometimes it only applies to their particular industry sector. But I, I try to get people to think bigger yeah. about this. And so, for example... For people that may have been in a customer service type of role, maybe a call center, maybe in a retail capacity where you're interacting with people of different backgrounds, you're engaging in conversations with them, you know, those skill sets could be applicable to new roles that are being created, like contact tracers, to be able to talk with people about who they've encountered, to be able to try to get a feel for how broadly this uh, pandemic might be spreading. And so I would suggest to people as they're thinking about their experiences, start to write down some examples of things that you may have been involved with, types of people you've interacted with um, and other, other ideas to be able to start to see how your skills could be transferable in other spaces. Are there resources that people can go to to understand? Like, so contact tra tracing, I understand the concept, but I can't picture what a role would be in that. And so are, are there yet any job descriptions or capabilities that people are starting to, to put out there as what would be useful um, in those roles going forward? I guess one thing that, that I would suggest that, that uh, people often oftentimes find useful is that if they can find job descriptions for these roles and start to look at what they're actually calling for, they can then start to map their experiences to some of the words in the description, like uh, ability to engage with individuals or ability to perform research or ability to document information. You know, documenting of information doesn't have to just be from a life sciences context. Maybe, you know, you were someone that wrote protocols for machines that you worked with or develop training materials to help onboard new people in a restaurant or retail capacity or some other setting, those types of experiences could be applicable to different types of settings. That definitely gives me a lot of optimism. It, it is interesting to think about, well, I've done things in the past that 
that could help and not necessarily knowing how to translate. So that's really useful to say, let's seek out some of these job description and, and think creatively about your story, you know, the story of the experiences you have had in a way to position it um, for what you could do in a different sector. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think something else that that we should focus on too is that in times of of stress, like this current situation, it allows people to reflect on, you know, what's important to them. Uh, how do they want to make an impact? Who do they want to engage with? What do they want to do on a day-to-day basis? And so for people that are looking to transition from sectors into life sciences, you know, that that ability to have meaning, the ability to impact human health, the ability to to really make a difference in your work, you know, can, is also something that people should try to focus on when they're applying for roles, when they're interviewing for roles, because that sense of passion and purpose is something that people can relate to as they're looking to hire individuals for some of these opportunities. And I can see that that would really come through in in talking with people in the interview process. You know, I think about people I've talked to in the past who have said, you know, that that moment where I was let go from my job for whatever reason, and um, it was so hard in the moment. But if I look back, it was the exact thing I needed to create the changes that have put them in a better place, whether it's a couple months, years, or a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it usually that, that ability to reflect on that moment comes in the future. And so it'd be amazing if people, you know, could see this time as the catalyst for a career change that maybe they didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if we find ourselves there to, to really use their resources. Um, and I think the ones that you mentioned, meaning looking for job descriptions and thinking about what what you've done in the past, but also more importantly, who are you and who do you want to be coming out of this? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, this has the ability to transform, you know, thousands of lives as people reflect on these. And we may not have asked for it, like I said, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, definitely. And how, how do you recommend people get to a place of, you know, if you... For me, when I think about the times I've reflected, I've needed to get to a place of calm or to a place of um, confidence. Mm-hmm. And right now, a lot of people could be coming from a place of fear or concern. Mm-hmm. Are there things that you recommend to people to help them take a position of optimism? It comes naturally to you, but perhaps um, perhaps some other folks could use some advice. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, so the first thing is, uh, you know, this is not something that happens overnight. You know, so I, I don't want anyone to feel pressured that, you know, in the next two days they have to figure out exactly what they want to do and then, you know, go after it. So I think I think it's okay to take time to yeah. acknowledge that this is challenging, but to also set aside time to be able to reflect on some of the things that are important to you. And so, you know, I think one of the most powerful things that people can do right now is to take time to self-reflect. Maybe it's a half hour a day, maybe it's a half hour a week, but to think through you know, what are those things that are important to you in your life, in your career, you know, for you to have general purpose, uh, meaning, you know, and impact. And to be able to write those down, because for many people that helps them be able to think about them more, to be able to incorporate them into their day-to-day activities. And that can help them through the job search and job evaluation process. And so when I think about you know, just a few examples, you know, for some people, 
maybe it is, you know, now finding a role with more meaning or finding a role with more flexibility or, or working with an organization that really cares about their employees. We've seen some excellent examples of organizations and some not so excellent examples of organizations. And so I'm hoping people also take these things to Mm -hmm. heart as they're exploring opportunities for themselves, not just now, but, you know, throughout their future careers. You know, that's a really interesting concept that the the good and the not so good from everyone, whether you're an individual or a corporation, is coming out during this challenging time. And so the stories of how did a company handle handle itself and its employees when during you know COVID nineteen says a lot about what they what they would do during calmer times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I like that idea of of seeing in each other what are the stories that we can tell. Uh, about whether it's an individual and entity as we work through this. Mm -hmm. So whether it's during a time like this or not, what pieces of advice do you give people who are about to set out um, on a recruiting journey uh, or a job searching journey that could help them, either resources that you recommend um, or other steps that they can take now so that when the job markets um, do open up, whether it's in life sciences or other arenas, that they do open up, that they're well prepared to take advantage at that point? Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, so from a practical perspective, um, I would suggest that people start to reach out to folks they know and let them know about opportunities they're exploring, about questions they have in terms of their searches. Just engage your network to be able to help you in this endeavor. So because it's daunting if you do it alone and can be very challenging. And Fundamentally, I believe people want to help and they want to be able to provide guidance and such. From a practical perspective, it does take time to write the resume, to describe your experiences in a way that highlight these transferable skills. And so I would definitely suggest to people, create a master resume that can list a whole range of different experiences, different skill sets, different accomplishments. And then when you're looking at roles to specifically apply to, you can then tailor the details to make a nice one-pager or a two-pager resume. But at least you have a starting point and at least you have kind of a running list of things that you feel like you've accomplished or feel like you're proud of or feel like you've been able to master through the different experiences that you've had. Uh, And lastly, I would also develop or enhance your online profile. Tools like LinkedIn are ubiquitously used within the hiring side. And so you want to make sure you have a nice summary statement that highlights your skills. You want to make sure that you have information there. So that way you can be contacted from an HR person looking to hire someone like you. Oh, those are all great pieces of advice. And, and the networking piece during this time is fascinating for me. So so personally, I'm used to going to networking events in person and talking with people um, about and creating some of those connections, which I know you do a lot of as well. And you do a lot of in-person speaking. And so during this time, I've been attending different virtual networking. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're interesting. I mean, we're all trying. We're trying to find new ways to stay connected when we have to be apart. And so I was wondering, both during this time and as we look to sort of reintegrate with one another in the coming months, what 
what new ways or techniques for networking um, would you suggest? I definitely see like what you say is that people are generous with their time and their networks right now. And so I was curious if there were other things that you were seeing in the networking space since we have to practice social and, and physical distancing. Yes, I know it has really appended the uh, the ability yeah. to engage and such. Well, so you know, one of the first things that you mentioned, Susie, on the on this podcast is that you know it's been a while since we connected, and I'm so happy that we are now reconnecting because of this particular situation. And so, one thing I want to stress yeah. is reach out to people that you've encountered. You know, don't don't necessarily feel bad that it's been years since you let's say, stayed in touch, now is a great time to reconnect. I think sometimes people feel this uh, nervousness about, well, are they going to wonder why it's been so long? Honestly, people might be thrilled to be able to hear from you again. And so definitely reach out, definitely engage people. You know, from a practical perspective, a lot of offices are you know, open office. Uh, it was probably challenging to have personal discussions during the day if you're in one of these open office settings. But now that many people are not in the office anymore and they're working from home, they may have a little bit more free time to have personal discussions, you know, during the day or into the early evenings. Now, I'm, you know, I'm generally uh, assuming, let's say, people without young children where, you know, there's a lot of chaos and uh, managing of time there, but you may actually find people have more time to, to talk and to discuss. And so that's one thing that, that you can take advantage yeah. of. In addition, a lot of professional organizations, of course, are doing more online meetings, webinars, and such. And so, for example, if you were looking to learn more about clinical research, Maybe there's an opportunity to listen to a webinar or two from the Association of Clinical Research Professionals to get a feel for terminology, you know, details, insights, and that might help you learn a bit more about where you might fit within that space. And so this ability to, I guess, gather information and engage can be, can be helpful from, from that uh, information gathering standpoint. Oh, that sounds like a great resource. Can you say that one again? So if, if you've got some interest in learning more about the possible um, opportunities within life sciences, what are some of the places you could go to to attend some of those webinars you mentioned? Yeah, so, so I was thinking about groups like the Association of Clinical Research Professionals uh, or you know, perhaps like Medical Writers Association. Got it, okay. Uh, or I was on a webinar last night with Boston University's School of Public Health, and they were giving a really nice description about COVID and health health opportunities and just trends in this space. And so even tapping into some of the universities that are providing content around this area might be able to give you some just insights and maybe a little bit more confidence about areas you may want to explore. Mm. Yeah, your point is well made. There's a lot of sharing of information right now. People are being very generous, uh, whether it be institutions or associations um, or independents like us who are looking to to share what we know. So sometimes it can be a little overwhelming, like there's so much content out there, mm -hmm. but exploring and getting creative with the searches and then reaching out to people. I think these are all really great practical pieces of advice for people. So I appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. And you know, the hope is that once we're more normal, 
hopefully people don't forget <laughs> these types of, of things, yeah, right? Whatever that means. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> That's, yes, exactly. But hopefully people will still be networking, still be re-engaging because it's just, it feels good to be able to, to have, you know, a common bond. Yeah, that's actually something I'd love to to pick your brain about. So there are things that are happening now that are worth carrying forward. Whether it's personal or professional, what would you like to see continue when we do look to redefine our new normal? Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I would love to have people continue to focus on what they want to do, how they want to make an impact, you know, what is their legacy, quote unquote. You know, I think a lot about, I guess, finding the meaning in whatever we choose to do from a career perspective. Sometimes that can be overshadowed by, you know, people's focus on money or title or prestige. But I, I do think we may see a shift in terms of, let's say, being more value driven uh, as opposed to just what people think success looks like. Uh, from that perspective. You know, I do think many disciplines are working together to be able to try to solve this pandemic issue. And so I hope that continues, you know, from the different research teams Mm -hmm. working together, the different hospital specialties working together. You know, it's been really, it's been really great to see people aligned, you know, to a common mission and that sense of, really going above and beyond to make a difference. That's really neat. And and I love the idea of the transferability of skills becoming a bigger conversation. You know, I'm sort of picturing the, the number of career shifts that will happen through this time because people could take a minute and see that I am more than the roles that I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, and so share the story, if you would, for me coming out of um, Europe about the flight attendants and how they are, they are coming up as, as great candidates. Yeah, so th- this is one of the uh, like a, a, a very promising uh, a piece of information. So, a lot of uh, flight attendants, because they have training in some health uh, information, due to the fact that they need to be prepared if there's issues happening on board while the plane's flying. In Europe, there's been a number of flight attendants that are now being retrained to be able to help in healthcare settings. And so that's, you know, a very discreet example of how industries are converging, how there's opportunities that, you know, transcend different sectors. And I think an example like that could give a lot of other people hope that there are ways to retrain, there are opportunities to retrain, and there's a lot of value in being able to do that in these sectors. I love that story. It, I just picture, you know, the flight attendant turned biotechnician or mm-hmm. the restaurant worker turned data analyst, or mm-hmm. even like you said, the customer service representative turned con- contact tracer. I mean, these stories are really quite inspiring. And, and the optimism I draw from this idea that we can converge um, the industries, like you said. So, so the advice I heard in being able to have this serve as some career shift moments for us would be, first of all, reach out, have us serve as a story for you about rekindling past relationships that maybe you haven't talked with in a while and feel confident and secure in, in doing that. Um, get clear on who you are, who you've been, and who you'd like to be so that your job search is values-driven and, um, and can be aligned with the cultures of a company. 
and then uh, do some research, research on terms or go to different um, organizations and see what they're putting out for webinars and leverage LinkedIn both to talk about who you are and put your, your professional foot forward in that arena or reach out to other people as well. So those are some of the things I drew from our conversation. Was Were there other things that, that I might have missed or that you'd also want to share? I think that was a great summary, Susie. Yeah, well, it, you've done it. You have given us way more optimism than than I had coming into this conversation when I was thinking about the amount of unemployment. And now I see the opportunity and the ability to take advantage of this challenging time so that it can serve for us in, in a positive way as well. You know, Susie, thank you for the opportunity to help in this and to be able to provide guidance to people. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to see you physically when we're allowed to do so again. And Mm -hmm. in the meantime, I wish you all the best. And I thank you for your optimism, your expertise and your time today. Excellent. Thank you, Susie, so much. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love to share your stories to help all of us come back stronger than we were before. For more information and to contact us, visit www.humans.com optimized.com.